Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is my good friend, Ron Shellady. Ron, you've been through a lot of things. I'm, I'm aware of some of those things, and that's why I invited you to be on the show today. You're on to some principles that I think will help some people learn how to deal with loss. I think we all go through loss, but we haven't really had any training on how to do that. So no, to bring that all. today, Ron, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's, it's good to be seeing you, and it's good to be on your show and I, I think we can we can create some good today because you've discovered some principles as you've gone through some really challenging things in your own life uh, that, that would probably be really helpful to our subscribers could you just paint the picture for us in terms of what what the context is where you're coming from share a little bit of your story just so okay. our listeners will know um, well my story that is that well, the, basically, the last 10 years of my life have been very troubled for me in that uh, I got shot, for one. I had a bunch of injuries. I, I broke my neck. I tore out a knee. I tore out my ankle. But the biggest, wow. I think, struggle I had was the loss of my wife. Uh, mm. She died of an accidental overdose due to prescription interactions. Oh, wow. And that was really, I think, the biggest struggle for me. Of everything it's completely changed my life i'm not the same person i was at all it gives you a whole new perspective doesn't it it certainly does some of the highest priority issues that i had in the past aren't even a priority now and some of the things that i didn't really pay any attention to are very high, high priorities right and as we get into that ron first of all i'm so sorry for your loss i knew lisa and what a, a sweet person she was um the the context of losing a loved one and you can include some other things too getting shot and tearing out your knee and i can't even remember everything that you said because um it's a load isn't it it is you know the the injuries affected my income stream Mm -hmm. you know pretty significantly and then the loss of my wife you know who was the greatest love i ever had completely changed my personality. My emotions were wrecked for, mm-hmm. for a good long time because I, I did it wrong. I, I withdrew into myself at, at first. And all I did is spent my time, you know, basically crying and making my, my wolf here a salty dog just by putting tears in his fur. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think, I think that that was a big learning thing for me because I, I, you know, the isolation and all of that stuff was just, I think, the wrong way to go for me. And it's taken the last year to really start to realize that life's not over when you lose your significant other. Now, there's still a life out there. You just have to yeah. find a new path. It's, it's such a life-altering experience to go through that kind of a loss. Yeah. And it, 
it's probably important here, Ron, you said that you did it wrong, but you did it the only way you knew to do it at the time. Right. I, I think I want to emphasize this because when we experience those kinds of losses, what I like to explain to my clients is that you're having a normal reaction to an abnormal event. And that puts it into context a little bit because you're not, I mean, it's not abnormal for someone to pass away. We all die at some point, but it's abnormal for you to lose your wife. Right. So Especially that's what it I mean. was such a huge surprise for me because we had just battled a two year battle with cancer, which we'd won. She had two major car accidents that we went through all of the recovery and all of that stuff from that. So we, and we just got our footing, you know, we were just mm-hmm. getting to where, you know, started a new business and we were really just starting to go into life again after all of the struggle from the cancer and the accidents. And then it was a sudden, you know, she went to sleep and, uh, I, it, you know, we had a morning ritual, say, so to speak, where I would roll over and, and I'd snuggle her into me. We just lay her and snuggle for a little bit before we got out of bed every morning. And on that day, you know, I rolled over and I put my arm around her and, and she was hard and she was cold. You know, uh-huh. and it was just a, a feeling of, I don't even know how to describe it, just washed my body. It yeah. just, oh no. You know? Oh. Uh-huh. And it was a real shock. I mean, it was a yeah. real shock. I, uh, mm-hmm. I actually talked to a, a, another psychiatrist, and he told me that events like that are similar to a traumatic brain injury. And, mm-hmm. and I actually had some testing done that I'd had a baseline, mm-hmm. and then I did some testing afterwards, and my cognitive abilities had gone down. My memory, my short-term memory function had gone down significantly. So it really does affect yeah. your thinking, how you how you perceive the world changes. I mean, colors aren't as bright. Food doesn't taste the same. It yeah. is weird. I mean, even now, I'm still, you know, food isn't the same. Flavors have changed. Mm. Some of the things I used to like, I don't like. And some things that I lack, I really like now. I mean, it really, it was a, it was a fundamental shift in my perception of the world. So when and you it, say this changed you, you're... You're talking about from a very literal standpoint, you, oh, yeah. you function differently than you did before. Everything is different. Everything. Wow. Uh, my, my previous thoughts as to my future careers and such went out the window in, in a matter of a second. All those priorities didn't matter anymore. And then mm-hmm. I had to rearrange all of my priorities as to what's important. And it, it's taken me three years to really figure it out. And I'm still working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'll, you know, when I'll get it all dialed in. Uh, but it was, it was a big change. Right. Ron, you said that at, at first you kind of, you withdrew, you went internal, you, you kind of pulled away from, other people and you you didn't feel like in retrospect maybe that was the right thing to do but that was that was your initial reaction to all of this oh yeah Uh, talk a little bit if you will talk about what you learned from that experience about maybe what works better or uh what what you would do if you could do it all again well i I can give you a really good example okay Uh, my, my parents came to me and, you know, hey, you know, 
how can we help and what can we do? And, you know, you should spend some time with us. And I told him, no, this is something I need to do by myself Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel like I needed to put them on, you know, that burden on them as well, because, you know, everybody involved had that same loss, maybe not to the degree I did, but everybody loved Lisa. So I was, I didn't want to put my burden onto them. And so I told him, no, no, you guys, I'm okay. You know, and then that was a, I wasn't okay, but that's what I told them. And so they took my word and they left me alone. So basically I would sit in my place and cry with my dog. And I, I didn't talk to anybody for almost a year. I mean, very little human uh-huh. contact. I was like a shut in for almost a year. Well, and you and were I trying to take care of them too. You didn't want to place this burden on them. Sounds like you were trying to be right. They already had enough. Too. Right. Uh, yeah. But in hindsight, looking back now, we, we, it would have helped them. It would have helped me. We would all, you know, the, the, the synergy of coming together would have helped everybody heal faster. My daughter, uh, my son, you know, everybody, my brothers. We all knew Lisa. We all loved Lisa. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, we kind of all did our own way of grieving instead of coming together and sharing that, which, you know, talking to people helps. And I didn't talk to anybody. You know, my, my dog doesn't talk back. He's got no opinions. Right. So and that's the only person I talk to. So, yeah. You've, you've mentioned your dog a few times, Ron, as we come back from this break Let's talk about the unique role that that pets might play in this recovery process. Can we go there? Certainly. Awesome. Well, folks, this is Ron Shellady at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And welcome back. Ron Shelley today at Live On Purpose Radio. Ron, I'm just pleased that you're with me here today. Thank Um, you. It's a pleasure to be here. Kind of hard to think about the loss, you know, as you talked about the loss of your wife and how that impacted you, and you made a really important point. It's our natural tendency probably to withdraw and to um, kind of go into our little corner uh, to deal with this kind of a loss. But when, when Lisa passed, there were a lot of people who were experiencing that burden and what I'm hearing from you is that as we come together, we can carry or lift that burden together and you don't have to do it all on your own. It not only would have helped you more, 
but probably would have helped other people who loved her and who were close to you at the time as well. Is that a fair summary? That is exactly on point. Um, you know, by, by isolating myself, I actually took, you know, the ability for my other family members to console me, to console each other. I mean, everybody just kind of went to their own little place and mm -hmm. it took everybody a lot longer to recover from that loss because of that. And I think that they were kind of following my lead because, you know, when I withdrew and when, when, uh, you know, my daughter would reach out to me, I, you know, Hey, come on over dad and then be hang out with the grandkids. They'll make, make you feel better. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I just didn't, you know, but my first Christmas, she, she died in October. And that first Christmas, I didn't go to anybody. I spent Christmas alone in a dark house with my dog. And, you know, and, and on hindsight, that would have helped everybody to have a better Christmas that year for one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would have known what they were feeling and they would have known what I was feeling. We could have talked to each other. We could have talked about the good things that Lisa had brought to our lives instead of dwelling on what happened. Yeah. Which is, which is what I did. You're right on point, Ron, because what, what I've seen in the psychological what I've seen in the psychological literature is that that collaboration and that social interaction is huge in accelerating a healing process. Still hard. You, you know, you still get to feel everything that you're going to feel. Uh, but that tends to speed it up. And, and as we've talked about here, it allows you to carry it with other people who are sharing that burden. You've mentioned several times, I, I said we were going to get into this uh, before the break, but you've mentioned your dog. And as we're visiting here today, you've got your dog with you. I can see your wolf there. Tell us about your dog and the companionship that you have with him. Um, Ruger here, he's, he's Arctic wolf and timber wolf, and he is about my best friend. Uh, Lisa actually gave him to me as a birthday present. So that, you know, he's my connection, even today, he's my connection to, to Lisa, to my wife. Um, and, you know, when I was alone, he was the only one there who was with me. And so I would talk to my wolf. I would sit there and cry. I call him my salty dog because I spent so many hours just crying tears into his fur. Yeah. He was, he was the guy, you know, but he can't talk back. Right. You know, all he can do is just sit there and, and be there. And, and I know it affected him. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life, Dr. Paul, was mm. I went into our bedroom. Uh, it was probably two weeks after she had passed. And I hadn't, I didn't even sleep on the bed. I slept on the couch. I couldn't bring myself to sleep on that bed anymore. In fact, I ended up getting rid of that bed and buying a new one mm. because of that. Uh, mm -hmm. But the, I, I came into the bedroom one day and he was laying with his head on her pillows and he was crying. I've never seen a dog cry. It, mm. And it, it was so sad that he'd yeah. had that, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's just huge what he did for me because I didn't have people because, you know, I isolated myself, but mm -hmm. he was there because obviously I have somebody had to take care of him. Right. And he, you know, I didn't have to be embarrassed about, saying whatever you know because because i felt a lot of guilt when she passed because i didn't save her mm -hmm. you know? and i'd always we had this thing where i always told her don't worry i'll save you and i was unable to save her on that one. 
Right. She, she passed in our sleep. We were both asleep when she passed. Uh, so I had a lot wow. of guilt associated with that. And so when I was, I could talk to her through him. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be talking to Lisa, but I'd be looking at, at my dog and, you know, holding on to him as, you know, yeah. a surrogate, so to speak. I'm, I'm so glad that you had that partner uh, to share this with. And pets really can become important partners as we go through a healing process, especially after a tragic loss like what you experienced with Lisa. This is a transition, really, because you weren't ready to reach out to people yet. No, no. It, it took me almost two years before I really started to reach out to other people. And that's, mm-hmm. for me, is when the real healing began, is when I yeah. made up my mind that, okay, the world is still going on, and I need to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started going, and you know, I would go to my granddaughter's school and do things. We, we did a, a presentation about wolves in her school, and that brought me around the public, which was one of the first interactions in public that I'd had. And that was two years after she passed, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it, 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 you know, I, I felt free to talk to Ruger, which is his name. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think some of the conversations I had with him, I wouldn't have been able to have with a human being. I would have been too embarrassed to say some of those things. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said that to my mother or my daughter, their family. So I, I right. He was a surrogate that right. was non-judgmental. So I could do whatever. I could let my emotions just go and just cry my eyes out while I'm talking about my feelings of guilt and loss that mm-hmm. I couldn't, I would, even to this day, I wouldn't talk to with, with other humans. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know if that's just me or my relationship with him or if that's normal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, whether it's normal or not, you're onto something really important here. It it can be hard for a lot of reasons that you've really nicely illuminated here. It can be hard to reach out to people. Now, you're still recommending, I'm hearing this, that, that we do that, that we reach out and share this burden. Before we get there, though, a pet might be a really nice transitional step to help you get there. They're so unconditionally loving. They don't have opinions or even care about all the stuff we're worried about, but they just want to be there and love us and support us. Oh, sure, sure. And, and he could tell when I was feeling down. You know, they're, they're, they read us like a book. You know, 90% of an animal's communication is nonverbal. Well, they yeah. read us really well. So he could see when I was going into a, a spiral and crashing and he would come over and, and just lean up against me, which, which in dog talk is a, is a bonding yeah. behavior. And so he would come up and he'd lean up against me and then he'd start licking my hand, which is also another bonding behavior for dogs. You know, that's how mm-hmm. they show their love. And, and so, and, and I recognize that because I'm an uh, animal behaviorist. Mm-hmm. So I would know what he was doing and, and then I would give it back. And, and I think that that was a good outlet for me just to keep me, you know, from, from like I say, from spiraling into a very, very yeah. dark place. Well, he kind of rescued you. He did. So, he did. Ron, you've taken this experience and you've turned it into um, some ways that you're reaching out to share 
what you know about animal behavior, for example. You've got a YouTube channel. Yeah, um, tell us a little bit about that. Wolf Boy and Chewiner, I think, is what it Wolf, is. Wolf Boy and Chewiner is uh, it's one of our YouTube channels, and it's it's all about fun and it's uplifting. It's you know fun skips, cool tricks, and training tips for people. None of them are serious because. One of my changes is I don't allow negative anything in my life anymore. I, I don't watch the dark movies that I used to watch. Mm-hmm. I, watch I watch fun stuff. I stay fun. If somebody brings negativity into my life, then I actually put them out of my life because I won't have it. I can't afford it because even today, it's been three years, just over three years. And even today, if I allow dark anything into my life, I tend to spiral. I go into a I go into a depressed state, and, and so to avoid that, everything's lighthearted. So I mean, it's just silly stuff. It's fun, uh, and you know, it's just one of those things. You keep it light. You keep it positive, on purpose. You know what? I'm glad you said that, Ron, because positivity is so powerful. It it changes the game for us in terms of mood, but also our focus and where we can go with it to create something else in our life. Yeah. And on that point, um, you know, when, when she passed, I spent the next two years pretty much just burning through my savings, not caring. That's one of my changes. When she passed, I didn't care about anything, Hmm. nothing. I bought a 200 mile an hour car. Who needs a 200 mile an hour car, right? Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, and I did some really stupid things with that car because I really didn't care about me anymore. And it took right. a while to come back from that. And, and he was a big part of that. You know, it's like, well, if you do something really stupid and you take yourself out of the game, who's going to take care of, of your boy here? Right. And, so, and that was a factor to me as well. So, I mean, he, he was my anchor to keep me in. Him, mm-hmm. him and a person that I actually met at grief counseling. I went to a grief counseling for a very brief period, mm-hmm. two, two sessions, literally. And I met this other person and, you know, she, <laughs> I would go a week without eating with food in my house. I just, I would, oh, yeah. and, and she would actually come over to my house on a daily basis, not give me a choice, feed me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to talk to me and try to drag things out of me. And, and I, it, I fought it. You know, of course, <laughs> yeah. You know, I should have listened to her early on as well. But you know, yeah. you, for me, I got I got into this mindset of this is my burden. She was my wife. It was our love, and it belonged to me. Mm. And and so it took a while for that to be brought out to other people. My real healing because of that mindset didn't start until almost two years after she passed. And that's when I started letting other people into my life and and talking to other people and then going out in public i was almost mm-hmm. a shut-in so you know that interaction with other people is huge, huge. the interaction with the animal that was huge too because that was literally my anchor to this earth you know mm. if i'd have if i'd have not had anything and i'd have been sitting alone in that house for, for those two years in the dark with nobody to talk to crying in my pillow with with no other outlets i don't know where it would have I might still be there or I might not even be on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It was huge. 
Ron, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or follow what you're doing, uh, where's the best place for them to go? They can go to, they can watch us on YouTube at Wolf Boy and Chewiner. We've also got a, a group on Facebook and, and we've got a, a page as well on Facebook. And uh, we're launching a website here where we're going to be selling Wolf Boy and Chewiner you know, t-shirts, mugs, and whatnot, and <laughs> cool pictures, and they've got some nice. good stuff on there that we're putting out. So Wolf Boy and Chewiner, That's which it. is your other dog, right? Yeah, we've, we've got, I've got this big predator. He's Arctic Wolf and Timberwolf, and then we've also got an eight-pound Chewiner. She's, she's not here right now. But, uh, <laughs> and they're best friends, and, and our, uh, our motto is friendship comes in all sizes, and, and that mm-hmm. is across the board for people and animals. What an important aspect of dealing with loss. And thank you for sharing your story and your example with us, Ron. I think that that's been really helpful, uh, illuminating. Thank you. And I I think that you do a good thing as well, Dr. Paul. I think it's important what you're doing. Hmm. I think you're doing a great job at it. And I think you should obviously continue doing it because you're helping people. Well, thank you. And folks, Go over to the YouTube when you check out Ron's videos at Wolf Boy and Chewiner. Make sure you check out Live On Purpose TV as well. And soon we're going to be collaborating on an episode there too. That'll be fun, Ron. It will be great fun. Great fun. Well, you've heard it, folks. This is Ron Shelley at Live On Purpose Radio today. It's time for all of us now to go live on purpose. Purpose.